This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the Keeping Carlson Short Shifts Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm Ben Burnett. Joining me, as always, Louis Ezekiel. Louis, my friend, on this week of the hashtag Battle of the Buds, where you and I are facing off in Tier 1 of the Cupful. How are you doing tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. A little nervous about some of the players who are going to be missing time. Obviously, it's been a pretty challenging week for for scheduling. So uh, I think it'll get closer before it gets further apart. Man, what? Shut up, Lewis. You are winning by like 50 points right now. Don't be <laughs> full humble. What? A, like, I'm the one who's supposed to act disinterested. All right. Well, I had probably the best Monday of fantasy hockey of my life uh, with... I think almost everybody pointing except for Gensel on Monday when I had a big slate. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good right now, but uh, hopefully it's the kind of lead that I've built up that's going to make up for my, my Rangers and Pens missing some time here this week. I just, you know, I wanted to take it easy, you know, moving in. Things can change by, you know, when we're recording the show in a couple days, I don't want to have to be eating my humble pie. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you don't have to eat a humble pie for the fact that, like, currently everything is Everything that can go right is 100% going right for you. It's like the I was talking with my opponent last week, Tom, and he said every time he checked, it was one of my guys getting in on every single goal that was popping up on uh, on Twitter. And it's the same here, like watching those Montreal goals roll in, and it's just Josh Anderson, Josh Anderson, and there's a Rope Hints assist. And yesterday, getting the Mikhail Granlund goal. Like, who are you, Lewis? Why why do you have Mikhail? <laughs> I know he's been good. I'm I, I'm just angry. I'm tilting. I, I you totally know what? understand. I trust me. I whiplash from total tilt from all of the games I was going to lose to you know I jettisoned some of the guys who were going to miss those games, especially uh, Tristan Jari. So I'm feeling better about myself right now. And honestly, that is the thing is that I I fully do have a route back just because of your team getting especially coveted. Uh, and that is where we're going to start the news portion of this show, talking about the COVID-19 outbreak in New Jersey. And Lewis, I just got to say this, man. This sucks. We're very lucky. I love doing this show. I love working with Brian and Elon. I'm enjoying myself playing fantasy this year. But it sucks that every single week we have to, like, I just I worry about these players. I feel terrible for them. And today it's announced that, you know, more than a dozen players in New Jersey are on the COVID list, including some really young players. And it, like it. This year, it's just not the same, and it it's it's sad. It really is, and you know we're trying to plan our fantasy game around it, and it feels so small uh, in mm. comparison to kind of what 
people are experiencing and going through. And it makes it hard, you know, it makes it hard to kind of plan and talk about these things because we're we're thinking about how it affects our little numbers on our website. But obviously, yeah, there's much bigger effects. Yeah. And so, I mean, we do have to talk about it because that's what we're here for. And I mean, that is what this show is about. People are only listening to us because we're going to talk about it. But at the same time, it's just it's just one of those days where you're just kind of like shaking your head like, what is the NHL doing right now? But let's talk about New Jersey. You know, they're, they've now canceled their games up until February 6th. That was announced yesterday. Uh, and then today, I think another dozen of their players went on the COVID list. I can't imagine that they're back later this week. There's no way that it's not another full week from now, eh? Right. Yeah, I think we're going to see just the the extent of what's going on, you know, in the in the New Jersey locker room, I think is going to go uh, plenty far beyond what we see on the 6th. So it's time to start thinking about the future here. We've got those kind of bubble players. Obviously, if you've got someone, uh, you know, your Jack Hughes, you're not going to do anything with them because they've been quite successful up to this point. But you do have some bubble players. So we got to think about, you know, where do we stand on our Ty Smiths, our Damon Seversons, our Kyle Palmieri's? Uh, who, you know, deserve to be rostered, but probably, you know, if they're going to be out for uh, a week or more and possibly not IR plus eligible, what do we do with these guys? Yeah, I think it it really depends on your league format, right? Uh, Ty Smith is a guy in a deeper league I think I'd have to hold on to just because we've seen so much promise this early in the season. But a guy like Damon Severson, I think you're able to cut bait on just because he just came back and he hasn't really put his mark on the lineup. So I think that... You kind of have to play the dynamics of your league, right? Like if you're in a, a keeper league, Ty Smith is probably going to get added. But if you're in a 10 or 12 team league and he's just burning up a hole that you could easily stream him out and get another offensive forward in there, that's a that's a no brainer move. Yeah, I think so, too. I caught Severson this morning, even though I had uh, paid some nice fab to pick him up earlier in the week because I liked his schedule. You know, you steered clear because you wisely, you know, you're starting to see the pattern. I know you talked about this um, with us the other day just like when you see that one player kind of go out on the team you got to kind of brace yourself because we're likely to see more dominoes kind of fall after that and if i had been thinking about that maybe i could have avoided spending some money to pick up severson and then drop him the next day well so the thing with severson in new jersey is not the not the one player but it's the it's the second player a few days later Mm -hmm. and that's what what happened with zajac over the weekend and then paul mary the next day by Sunday, and and we heard today the Sabres are furious that the NHL didn't postpone those games because now they have two players who have COVID. And so there are a couple Sabres, Sabres postponements now. And uh, I mean, it feels like it's just going to go into a tailspin before it gets any better. But uh, we mentioned a guy like Kyle Palmieri, I think, uh, you know, in a 10 or 12 team league. I know Brian and Elon talked about him this weekend as being a, a guy on a cold streak. I think you can cut him in, in shallower leagues just because he's been cool. But in a 14-team league that has banger stats, that's where I'd be keeping Paul Mary. Gusev, I think you can let go. Anyone else on New Jersey that kind of stands out to you as somebody you'd need to make a roster decision on? Yeah, no, I could certainly drop a guy like Subban. The thing with with dropping these guys right now is that, especially not knowing how long it's going to be till they get back, you're going to have a shot to pick up most of these players again anyone who is going to go and grab them has got to be a team that's either given up on their week by you know tuesday here or you know as it as it moves down the week and and more and more teams maybe fall out of contention but 
I think you are pretty safe to drop some of these guys just because their value is taking a hit here in the short term that's so bad. It's not like he's going on a cold streak or he's moved down to line three. It's He's not going to be capable of providing you with points for at least a week. Uh, and it could be you know a situation where unless they get that NA status in some of these platforms where you're not going to be able to actually stash them. So I think you're safe to drop them because I think you're going to get a pretty decent shot to pick them back up if you're planning ahead and watching that waiver wire. Yeah, I think with New Jersey, I'm pretty much keeping Mackenzie Blackwood. I'm keeping Jack Hughes and everyone else is league dependent is, is kind of where I land. We'll move right over to Columbus where Patrick Line has finally played his first game with the Blue Jackets and he's starting off on the first line with Alexandra Texier and Cam Atkinson. There's a second line now in Columbus. Max Domi has moved over to the right side. Grigorenko and Felino are playing with him. And then a third line of Boone Jenner, Jack Roslovic, and Oliver Bjorkstrand. On the first power play, Bjorkstrand has been moved down. Domi is on the right wall. Line A on the opposite side. And then Texier, Atkinson, and Warensky playing on that first unit. And Bjorkstrand is on the second unit with Seth Jones, Boone Jenner, Felino, and Roslovic. Any thoughts here, or what are your first kind of thoughts here? I mean, to me, it really stands out that Oliver Bjorkstrand seems to be getting the short stick. Yeah, that is kind of surprising. He's been pretty good so far up to this point. I wouldn't be making any panic decisions, especially because things with this setup don't seem to be very going very well. <laughs> um, you know, I think we're in the second period here, and it's five to two. Uh, or just in third, the third period, period just started. Yeah, yeah. getting your your daily dose of updates of games that will be over by the time you hear the show. But I've got I see five to two in favor of Dallas. So uh, these lines are very likely to be blended up. I think you got to wait at least a few games to see how things sort of settle down. I was tempted to dip. Bjorkstrand in a pretty shallow league that I'm in, but I didn't see anybody who was especially appealing, and Texier was still on waivers, so I didn't see the reason to dump it quite yet. I think you should, you know, and and especially with Columbus being, you know, a team that frequently visits the line blender, I think you are better off waiting a little while for things to stabilize. Um, rather than making a, a rash decision here, especially you know with a player like Bjorkstrand uh, who can provide a ton of value for you. Yes, I definitely think watching this game, it's mostly been, I guess, Dallas scored two or three power play goals, and that just continues to roll for Dallas. The special teams have been unbelievable. But I would guess that knowing John Tortorella, a line blender is coming. I thought Patrick Line looked pretty good through 40 minutes, though. He definitely has a spring in his step. He's excited to be out there. He was buzzing. Alexandre Texier also just looks so good. Like He is going to be a player sooner than later. So I'm I'm looking forward to the future here. You know, a guy who I was kind of excited for, and I, I still think that I want to see what happens with him uh, playing next to Line A at some point, just because you can't help but think it's the best passer and the best shooter on the team. Why would they not at least try them together once? But I do want to see what happens with Max Domi and Patrick Line at some point. But man, nothing has worked uh, so far for Columbus, except for that Bjorkstrand line. Every other line is getting caved in at fives, so... I'm not really, I, there's not really much to say given the, I, I was ready to come into the show and talk about Columbus and be like, look at all these new lines. Isn't this interesting? We finally know what's happening, but we're 40 minutes in and I feel like we know less than we did uh, three hours ago. Yeah, except maybe that we are likely to see a shakeup from what we were able to see today. So yeah, we, we've learned very little so far. It'll take him some time, I think, to settle into his new role. You know, he's been stuck in quarantine, which I'm sure was not very exciting and has held him away from, you know, getting to really participate 
with the team. Let's give them some time to settle in. Check in later in the week. I'm sure by Sunday, Brian and Elon will have something to say about how things are shaking out in Columbus, and they'll have a few more data points to be able to work with to make that claim. Coming up, we're going to talk about a major injury in Colorado. You're listening to Keeping Carlson Short Shifts. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire offer valid through June 30th terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to keeping Carlson short shifts. Lewis, we're going to chat about Colorado next where Nathan McKinnon was announced to have a lower body injury. That's going to keep him out week to week. In addition, you've got Pavel Francois week to week. You've got Devon Taves week to week. You've got Eric Johnson week to week. Some of these guys need to get a lease because uh, they can't keep affording to get all these week to week injuries going on. Uh, Lewis, in the meantime, we've come to understand that JT Comfer will be playing top line, top power play in Nathan McKinnon's stead. Any interest in JT Comfer take it over the uh, the big shoes of Nady Mack? Well, first off, obviously a big blow to anyone who drafted McKinnon in the top three, you know, especially relative to how the two Edmonton stars are really tearing it up here. You know, we, we had some hope that maybe it would be a shorter term thing, but obviously didn't turn out that way. As far as JT Comfer is concerned, I mean, he's obviously in an outstanding position. Everyone wants to be line one PP1 in Colorado, but a lot of it is for that exposure to McKinnon. 
Uh, you know, obviously Rantanen and uh, Landis Cog are no slouches as teammates, but you know, this is a guy who's got six shots on the season. That does make me pretty concerned. He hits too uh, a little bit, and it, you know, obviously, more time on ice, we'll probably see some of those rate stats on the rise. But I would say I am pretty lukewarm on Comfort uh, in terms of how much I think he'll be able to produce. Now, obviously, again, he's going to have outstanding deployment if he's able to hold on to that line one power play one situation. I just don't know how much he's really going to be able to do with it. So I agree with you. I'm not that into JT Comfort. You know who I'm more into now than ever is. Brandon Saad on that second line with Burakovsky and Kadri. I just kind of think that Colorado is going to have to lean more on that second line now that Nathan McKinnon is gone. And I, I had a bit of a hot take today on the Discord. I kind of feel like that second line might be able to be more productive than the first line. Is that crazy? I mean, I guess we'll have to see how it plays out. That, that to me, is a pretty spicy take. You know, like we said, Landis Cog and Ranton and pretty solid guys. But, you know, it's possible if there's, if other teams are still throwing out their best defensive shutdown guys against that top line and that second line is able to run free a little bit, I think that would be pretty, pretty good. I don't think we can expect uh, Saad to keep shooting. Isn't he shooting like 38% right now? So he's going to cool off there unless he can, you know, if he can crank up the volume of shots. You know, obviously that would be that would be a pathway for him to keep scoring relatively close to what he's got going so far. But yeah, I think, you know, it's possible. It's possible. I'm talking for specifically here at even strength also, like okay. I, because I don't think they're going to get the power play opportunity and Kadri being on the top unit means that they're getting a downgrade in the, the second line center. But I just think, uh, yeah, I just think at even strength, the I could see that second line having more firepower. Like, regardless of who the defense is, Burakovsky is a, a very solid player, and Brandon Saad has always tilted the ice when he's been on, when he's been on at even strength. So, uh, you know, I, I just think that that's a really, really underrated second unit, and I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they uh, they produce the the top line without Mac. Definitely intriguing. Uh, another guy that I think is interesting with all of these injuries is Bowen Byram potentially taking over uh, that spot that Devon Taves was filling. He was lined up with Kale McCarr, I think, in the most recent line iteration. That could be a guy who steps in and is able to be productive, you know, with an increase in deployment as well. He obviously is an incredibly talented kid. Um, I just don't know what we'll see in terms of... I don't see him getting on the top power play unit, so, you know, something like what Sam Gerrard has done. I, I feel like Bowen Byram has a much higher uh, ceiling than Sam Gerrard, but is he able to hit it now? I, I guess that now would be the time to get a speculative add in, especially if you're in a, a relatively, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I don't mean deep. I mean, relatively shallow keeper league. Uh, maybe now would be a time to take a, a flyer on Bowen Byram. Yeah. Well, if you say he can be like Gerard has been potentially, I mean, Gerard has been outstanding so far this season. He's a, he's a top 100 skater on Yahoo right now. So yeah, but I don't see that as super sustainable. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about like the Sam Gerard that we're used to, which is like the 40, 45% or 40, 45 point pace. Sure. Sam sure. Gerard. I, I feel like Bowen Byram could quickly become that guy. And, and I do think that Sam Gerard could be more too. It's just that he's stuck behind Kale McCarr and, I think that Bowen Byram has is the most the more likely to surpass Makar than uh, Gerard. Right, in terms of being able to seize those opportunities. Yeah, exactly. If like if 
if Kale McCarr went down, I would be more interested in Bowen Byram, I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. If Kale McCarr went down, though, Lewis, I think I might go down with my own Kakupful ship, though, because, uh, wow, that would be a, a huge blow to my team. Well, we've got them together in the uh, fantasy hockey industry league as well, so that would be unfortunate. Fantasy hockey trades. Industry is a very uh, loosely used term here. <laughs> finally, Lewis, we should chat about the Carolina Hurricanes, who finally have Tavo Teravainen back, and they have a couple of new-look lines here. Previously, to start the season, we had Nino Niederreiter on that top line with Tavo and Aho, and now that line has uh, has been McGinned. Brock McGinn is now the the top line winger with uh, Tavo and Aho. Then on the second line, you have Nino, Trocek, and Nikash, and the third line. Stahl, Fogel, and Svechnikov. Everyone's freaking out about Andrei Svechnikov, as they always do when he winds up on line three. And then tonight, they come out and they score the Hurricanes' first two goals. Any thoughts on these lines, Lewis? Anybody here that you're you're sort of interested in or thinking about? So Nino was pretty interested before he was out, and I think he's pretty interesting being back in again, uh, getting a chance with Trocek and Nikash. But actually, the guy that I've got my eye on is Jordan Stahl. Uh, I very nearly picked him up. Uh, today, but I could only get two games out of him this week. He is at two shots a game, uh, pending tonight's results. He's going to be over a point a game, which he's been playing very nicely. Not converting on as many shots, but he's got, I believe now, six assists. He had a great feed to stretch for uh, one of those goals tonight. And he's a guy who hits too. That would be a guy that I would have my eye on. He is not very widely owned. He's finally getting some points at even strength. Previous to tonight's game, he was all power play or, or shorthanded points. And I also like that Carolina's going to have four extra games. And it seems like you know they're adding games to the schedule here, creating more back-to-backs where they're going to fall within the fantasy season. I think one of the things that you're going to want to be doing as a smart manager is as you are thinking about some of these people who could stick around in your lineup for a little while, is think about who's going to have some of these games added back in. Uh, you know, As of right now, I believe the Hurricanes have the lowest number of games played to this point so far in the season. Uh, so you know those games have to be made up at some point, and if they're made up during the fantasy season, you're going to reap the benefits of having a more packed schedule if you can fit them in for each of those games where they occur. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's definitely something I'm trying to keep in mind here as we work through this unprecedented season. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Keeping Carlson Short Shift. For myself, Ben Burnett, I'm signing out of here. Lewis, take us home. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. As always, uh, please give us a follow on Twitter at Short Shifts KK. You can also follow Brian and Elon at Keeping Carlson. Uh, Pat Roach with our introductory music. Uh, Ben, thank you as always, and we will see the rest of you on Friday morning. Until then, play smart and keep your shifts short.